everyone. Thanks again for tuning into Sans Workshop. Hope you all are having a wonderful day. So today we're going to be talking about Blanca and Roja by Anne-Marie McLemore. Um, I have read this other stuff before and I really do like their way of storytelling. However, there were some things in this story that didn't quite mesh together very well. So, it follows Blanca and Roja, they are Del Cisne girls, and a long time ago, their ancestor wished so heavily for daughters. All she wanted were daughters. So, the swans came, and you know, they offered her a blessing, but also a curse. It's just like, okay, I'll let you have your daughters, I'll let you have your children, however, you will have two daughters. But one of those daughters, when they come of age, is going to be taken to rejoin the uh, swans. They're going to be turned into the swans, right? So for Blanca and Roja, their whole life, like their fate, has already been kind of laid out for them. But what I do love about them is their character dynamics and their characterization and that bond between them. You know, this is not only a retelling of Snow White and Rose Red, but also a retelling of Swan Lake. So McLemore was able to really put those two together in a really cohesive way. However, <laughs> what didn't really work for me was... Oh, God... I think this is just a personal pet peeve of mine. Um, you have these two sisters, and she highlights so much on they have a bond, they have a bond, they have a bond. They, and you see that in the story. You see how they are willing to do anything for one another. Everyone's convinced, oh, Blanca, the fair one, she's the one, you know, she's softer. She's definitely going to be saved. The swans are going to come for the Roja. They've already given up on the Roja. They don't really care. But Blanca does everything in her power to kind of mask her sister. Because um, she wants Roja to stay. She doesn't want Roja to turn into a swan. Everyone's trying to pit these two sisters against one another and be like, you can save yourself. You can save yourself. And Blanca's like, no, I don't want to save myself. I want to save my sister. <clears throat> I want to save both of us, you know. So... The fact that they do give Blanca a piece of information, be like, find yourself a blue-eyed boy and you will save yourself, right? So she finds herself a blue-eyed boy. Except she's not really interested in boys. <laughs> um, but instead of sharing this information with her sister, she decides to keep it to herself. I get it. Honestly, I get it. She thought by telling her the truth... It would make her lose hope. But oh my god. I, I hate when characters keep secrets from one another. I hate it so much. I, I really do. It is a personal pet peeve of mine. It's like oh my god just be honest. Just be honest with your sister. And it would have saved them a whole lot of heartache. And As the rest of the story progressed. Because a rift opens up between, between them. Because Roja thinks Blanca betrayed her. And you understand Droha, and you're just like, yay, Droha, like, you do what you need to do. I was just very annoyed with Blanca after that, and it's just like, this is so out of character for you, so early on, I don't understand, you've done nothing but spend your life trying to save your sister, why don't you just tell her the truth? And 
the thing is, she does kind of act on it, and uh, it just didn't make sense. It didn't fit for me the way the story had progressed. Another issue I had with the story was, like, I was very confused with the setting. At times, it seemed like it was, you know, much older, um, and then at times, it seemed very modern. And I'm like, where are we? Because you have this very beautiful prose. I mean, McLemore her storytelling, her prose, it really is magical. You lose yourself in it. However, that is sometimes a bit of a hindrance, especially when I'm trying to identify my setting, you know, something to ground me in the story. And it wasn't there. And I wasn't, I was just confused with this thing. I'm like, okay, is this like, you know, 18th century, 19th century? I'm very confused. Or is this more 20th century setting? I was very, very confused with the setting of the story, so I wasn't really able to ground myself in it. Which brings me to my third hindrance of the novel. Um, I do like the fact that McLemore represents the LGBTQ community. You have um, Paige, and Paige goes by they, them, but also he, her pronouns. They do not go by she, though. They will not use the pronoun she. And McLemore highlights this in the story. And you see later on, you know, their partner is transgender. I believe she says their husband is transgender. So when she was writing the story, you can see the heart in, in, in there and the passion. And you can see the representation. It's done honestly. It's done beautifully. And I thoroughly loved it. My hindrance is you have four characters. You know, you've got Blanca, Roja, Paige, and Barkley. Barkley is a male character. And Barkley also goes by the name Yearling. (laughs) So you've got a lot of identities going in there. So when the characters are in a room together and they're talking to one another, sometimes there is some confusion because there is a lack of context as to who was talking to who. And that's what bothered me. I was just like, wait, were they were they talking to Paige or were they were they talking to Barkley? Were they talking to Droja? Or were they talking to Blanca? Or were they talking to Paige? You know, there was a lot of confusion for me. I was just like, who's talking now and who was talking to who? That's what my issue with the story was. There was just a lot of confusion for me when I was reading the story. I do like the representation. It was done beautifully. But there needed to be at least a name drop, some context in the story, something that wouldn't leave me so confused. Be like, is she talking to Barkley or is she talking to Paige? And it's like, it. I was confused. I was left confused. And it really did fumble my enjoyment of the novel because I do love McLemore's writing style. It is beautiful. It is magical. But I needed more context for the setting and I needed more context when it came to the dialogue and those character dynamics, unfortunately. And that's really my biggest hindrance of this novel. And that's why I can't give it more than three stars, unfortunately. So... Blanca and Droja, it only gets three stars. I will say this. I think the production of the audiobook was well done. 
but I think I would have enjoyed the book better had I had a physical copy in hand. I think that's why I often got confused. Um, I think I would have absorbed it better and paid and wouldn't have been so confused had I been reading it versus listening to it. Um, so that being said, unfortunately, I still can only give it three out of five stars. Um, if you want to go ahead and purchase the book, I will include links in the description of where to purchase the book. My advice to you is get the physical book. Um, and on that note, I hope you all continue to support me by liking this podcast, subscribing to it, and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. You can also become a supporter on Buy Me a Coffee um, with a one-time donation or by becoming a monthly supporter on Anchor FM for just 99 cents a month. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.